One thing I learned about New Mexico is you don't have to be white to be white trash. You want to know about life on the road? It's booze, tacos, angry dwarfs, strippers waving guns, and bees, fights, cancel flights, running with the runs, and blacklists, bounce checks, great a bachelorette, drunks in the front, making out for your set, and middle acts doing blow more, missing merch, and drive the rental car past another mega church, and juice keys, vagina fist, your cell phone is gone, one big law and order marathon. Thanks for tuning in to the Road Stories Podcast, everybody. I'm your host, Murray Valeriano. We are part of the All Things Comedy Network. What's going on at All Things Comedy this week? I don't know. I am nowhere near the All Things Comedy studio. As you listeners know, I am in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Uh, more on that in a minute. I'm very excited for this episode because it is with one of my dearest friends, one of the funniest people I know, Kira Saltanovich. She had dropped by the studio to do some recording on her own podcast and i was i figured hey as long as you're here let's record some road stories some stories i haven't heard before and it, it's great it's really fun i love when i sit down with kira she's hilarious she has a special out on amazon.com uh check it out i think it's called you did this to me so uh it's so funny she's such she's really one of my favorite comedians and every time i tell like young comics especially female comics for some reason that i'm good friends with kira they're like oh my god she's one of my favorite comedians i want to be just like her when i get older so um stick around for that she's she's really hilarious now this is uh this is the new mexico update i've been here as you get listeners know i've been here for i'm gonna be here for all of july i have been here for two weeks and it is turning into groundhog day pretty much you know not really i mean actually it's more like uh martin sheen from apocalypse now you know i wake up every morning santa fe shit i wake up and there's nothing I'm here two weeks now in between gigs, getting softer. All right, so maybe it's not that bad, but you get the point. The days are blending in together. It's... I, I've booked a lot of gigs, uh, surprisingly, and I'll tell you more about that. But a little bit of how my day goes is I, I take my kid to camp, summer camp. It starts at like 7.30 or 7.40. It's ridiculous how early this camp starts. Then I come back, I do some work, I take a nap, hit the gym. And then a lot of the stuntmen who are working on this movie, my wife's movie, uh, are staying in the same place we're staying. And so uh, I meet them out by the pool. And they're, they're like combination stuntmen. Horse Wranglers, I guess they're from a ranch up in Valencia or Santa Clarita, California, and they're out here for the movie. So I hang out with them by the pool. We drink beer. We'll make America great again. It's it's not that bad. It's it's all right. It gets a little mind-numbing after a while. I did manage to book uh, what I thought were going to be some horrendous gigs. And don't get me wrong. They, they had some horrendous moments, but they turned out to be fairly fun and def- and fairly fun let's just say that well first off I, I i booked this casino way south of santa fe man it's like a four-hour drive but i don't care I've, it's like driving vegas and i drive vegas you guys know that to work in vegas and it's called 
This casino is called the Inn of the Mountain Gods. All right. It sounds like a chapter out of Lord of the Rings or something, man. The Inn of the Mountain Gods. And I am just dreading this gig the whole way down, all four hours listening to 80s on 8 on Sirius XM, just going, why did I do this? Why did I agree to do this? I can't believe I'm doing this. I'm going to the Inn of the Mountain Gods. And I'm telling you, when I say this place is in the middle of nowhere, it is in the middle of nowhere. We're talking, I take a major highway for about two hours. I turn off onto a two-lane highway for another hour, and then basically a dirt road up the side of a mountain for an hour back onto a paved road that winds through the mountains. Nobody else on the road through the mountains. You come over this cresting hill down the hill and then wham, this massive, massive resort stuck in between these mountains. I mean, this thing is huge. It's got a massive lake on it, a huge golf course, a uh, beautiful casino. Um, what do you call those? Just giant glass windows in the back overlooking the mountains. I was like, oh, my God, where did this come from? But it's a casino gig. So I'm like, all right, the casino is nice. But the gig, you know, the, the thing, the shitty thing about casinos is they if they're not in a showroom, if you're not playing the big showroom, then they're usually in a bar or a restaurant that is open to the casino so you can hear all the gambling and the chinga 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 from the slot machines and the god damn it i just lost my kids college fun you can hear all that shit so i was again beautiful casino i'm dreading the show that night so i go down for sound check at five i check in i take a nap i go down for sound check at 5 30 because you always go to sound check and it's not like that at all it's in a little it's in a restaurant bar closed off to the casino. It has its own sound. It's basically a club, a club within a casino. So I'm like, all right, sweet. This is going to be a good gig. And it turned out to be a really fun gig. We had a big audience, uh, a big audience. They're really respond. They're a little tight. You know, they're pretty religious. It's weird. And we're very close to Texas, but we're on a reservation. So you got the Texas Trump supporters and then you got the Native American anti-Trump people. So it was a nice mix of both, but let me tell you the cool thing. All right, let me tell you the shitty thing that happened. First of all, um, I go down there, I, we're doing the show. I meet the middle act and I won't say their name or anything like that, but they're nice and we're talking and we're getting along and the MC goes up and does his time. A guest spot goes up. Very funny guy out of Santa Fe, uh, my, sorry, out of El Paso. I don't remember his name, Sam something. And uh, then the MC brings up the middle act and the, Middle act supposed to do 30. And I never do this. I never wave my headliner dick around. I never make demands or, or anything like that. I'm just a roll with the punches kind of guy. As you guys know, we was supposed to do 30 and at about 20 minutes of silence and two or three people leaving. I tell the sound guy, I'm like, lighter, get her off stage. I'll make up her time. You, you, She's walking. You got to get her out of here. So he lights her. I tell the MC to do two minutes of material just to kind of get the room going again. And he does. And I go up. But we have a great. Anyway, I have a really good time. I have a really good time. So that was the drag. It was a bummer for her. I, I know she's just. I'm not going to say she's a terrible comic because that's not fair. I, th I think she is new in the middle spot and didn't wasn't sure how to handle it. I had a long talk with the booker about 
about her. And he's like, hey, you want to give her some tips? I'm like, no, I don't want to give her some tips. I can't just call and say, hey, you had a shitty set. I wanted to tell you what you did wrong. I'm like, I'll be happy to talk to her if you want to set that up. But that's a whole other thing. So the cool thing about this show at the end of the mountain gods is i know you guys for those of you who don't know last year i did a tour of the middle east and uh performing for the troops and while i was at one of the gigs way out in the middle of the desert in bahrain or someplace like that i think it was bahrain outside of bahrain one of the comet one of the comics one of the military guys comes up to the green room and says hey you know i do stand up when i'm at home you know, I kind of dabble in it or whatever. Would you guys mind if I did a guest set? And so I left it up to the other guys because I was new to this booker. I didn't want to make, you know, throw up comics that I'm not supposed to and then get pissed off the booker and never work again. So the, everybody agreed to, yes, you can go ahead. So he went up, he did five minutes, opened the show or whatever. It was great. Cut to last week at the end of the Mountain Gods, somewhere in New Mexico, on the borderline of Texas, I think, which by the way, I didn't know New Mexico borderline Texas. Um, I'm sitting in the back of the club waiting for the show to start and the MC walks in and who's the MC? The military guy from Bahrain, the guy who did a guest set in Bahrain over a year ago. He walked in and he's like, Hey Murray, what's up? And I knew exactly who it was. I was like, Oh shit, Aaron, what are you doing here? So it was really cool. He's stateside. He's doing a lot of stand up. Uh, it was just really cool to, to see a guy that you met one night in the middle East a year and a half ago and come to a, a, a gig and, and see him and MC. And he did a great job MC. And so good for you, Aaron. It was good seeing you. So that turned out to be the end of the Mountain Gods. It was great. I sold a lot of DVDs, which I'm sorry, I sold a lot of CDs, which was great. And then on the ride home. Now, when I say I was in the middle of nowhere, I was in the middle of nowhere. I'm driving home at night. I'm driving back that night so I can take my kid to camp the next morning because my wife goes to work so early. I don't know. I'm in the middle of nowhere. It's pitch black. It's dark. I'm following my Google Maps. My phone freezes. I have to reboot it. I reboot it no signal, no Wi-Fi. I'm in the middle of nowhere. I have no idea where the fuck I'm going. I can't get the Google Maps. I can't get anything, man. So I was like, oh, shit. There's no phones. There's no there's no lights of houses or gas stations or hotels or anything. So I just kept driving down the road, just knowing I just need to go this direction. I need to go this direction. And then some guy kind of like, was following me, you know, came, turned onto the road behind me and I waved my flashers at him. I waved him over and, and he told me how to get home. But man, that was, that was scary. That was a, that was a rough night being in the middle of nowhere, not knowing where you're going. So that was the first gig. It was, you know, thumbs up on that gig. And then uh, last, this weekend, actually, I just got back yesterday. I think I, <laughs> I signed on to a, to do a, uh, a casino. Well, I, 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 I thought I signed on to do two nights at a casino here in New Mexico, and I wasn't going to do it because it was the middle spot, and you guys know I'm the headliner. What's up? But my friend Allie Breen, and you guys know Allie Breen. She was been on the show several times. She's a good friend of mine. She's hilarious. She's out of New York. I've worked with her a 100 times. I haven't seen her in two years because she's in New York. Well, she was put in the headlining spot, I guess, for the booker. She, This is her first headlining spot to see if she can headline and then he'll headline her. So I'm like, you know what? It's Allie. 
I love her. I'll do the middle spot. It'll be great to hang out with a friend. We'll go and we'll do these gigs. And it was fine. It was great. Ali did great. I, it, it was good. We, we basically split the time because it was a two-man show. So we basically did 40 each or 45 each or something like that. But it was a lot of fun. I haven't opened a show in a while, so that was a little rough. But other than that, it went really good. But here's the problem. So I wanted to take my my podcast equipment and do an on-the-road like I, like I usually do, but it, would, it just got so, she missed her plane out of New York and I was getting picked up in Santa Fe to go to Albuquerque to, to catch, to meet her at the airport and where we could pick up the rent a car. And then I couldn't get to Albuquerque and I didn't want to rent a car and drive it an hour to Albuquerque and drop it off there. And then there, but there was a train. So I looked at the train, but the train didn't leave until you had to leave at like 6am, but I had to drop my kid off. It was a total. And then I mentioned Ali, Mr. Plane. I don't know if I mentioned that or not. Um, and it's, but anyway, I finally, I get there, I get to the airport and we, uh, we get the rental car. It's great. We, I don't know what happened, but we literally, the show started at eight. We literally got there at seven fifty six. It was, we pulled it like the bookers calling us. We're trying to call the, the casino manager to tell him, but we can't get no signal. Cause we're in the middle of fucking nowhere. And they're panicking. You're like, where are you? Where are you? But we, we, we pulled in and we just like asked them to hold the show for five minutes and we just kind of got acclimated and, and it was a pretty good show. It was in a back showroom. It was the spotlight was weird. Some dude called my wife a whore. It, yeah, it was a good time. It was a good time. Uh, but <laughs> as we're going back to our hotel, I look at our itinerary and I scroll down and I notice we're doing two shows but we're not doing two shows at this casino. We're doing this casino. And then tomorrow night we're doing a show in Montrose, Colorado, which is about three and a half hours away. And we're just like, what? We had to call like nobody. When it was pitched to me, it was, we're doing two, you know, you can do two shows and you'll do with Ali. That's great. They didn't tell us that it was a show here and then a show in a completely different state. So we're like, Oh fuck. So we, we mapped it out, and then we we got on the road the next day and drove, and it was great. Oh my god, dude! Colorado is beautiful. New Mexico is not. <laughs> New Mexico is brown and flat and hot. Man, we drove through when we got into Colorado. It was like an instant scenery change. Man, it was lush. It was green. We drove through these mountains that were like fiery red we we drove along this two-lane highway through these mountains that literally literally next was 200 300 foot cliff drop off i mean no guardrail either i, I said it's the most beautiful suicide trap you've ever seen because you just start looking at the scenery and the next thing you know you veer off the road and you plunge to your death that's what i'm assuming it didn't happen to us but that's because Allie was driving the whole time but it was beautiful. And so, so we end up in in uh, Montrose, Colorado. I don't know if you guys have ever been in Montrose, Colorado. But if you've ever watched Sons of Anarchy, pretty much the same thing. Pretty much, I'm sure there's a chapter of Sons of Anarchy in, in Montrose, California. And so we're getting put up in a bed and breakfast. Now, I have never been in a bed and breakfast. I don't like the idea of beds and breakfasts. I don't. It's like going into somebody's house and pain to sleep in their room and then he, I, completely uncomfortable so we we're gonna drive back from montrose that night but we google maps it six hours six i am now six hours away 
from my home. Actually, I take it back. I'm six hours away from my hotel. By the way, uh, living in a hotel and then going on the road and staying in hotels and then coming home back to a hotel really fucks with your head, man. It really does. Don't make me play the end by the doors again because it really fucks with your head. So it turns out we're staying. We have to stay in this bed and breakfast because we don't want to drive the six-hour death trap of a highway back at night because we would surely just die. So we decided we'd get up early and, and drive back from the bed and breakfast. Uh, where's the show, you ask? Where was the show? Um, remember how I said we were staying in a bed and breakfast? It was in the bed and breakfast. I performed at a bed and breakfast. I've never been inside a bed and breakfast. I've never performed at a bed and breakfast. I did them both in one night. Where in the bed and breakfast? On the porch overlooking the backyard. How was it? It was good. It wasn't great. It wasn't bad. I mean, this, listen, this could have gone awful. But apparently they've been doing comedy here for seven years. People come out to this uh, bed and breakfast for the comedy. They pay a hefty cover. I was very surprised how much they paid to get in, by the way. We're talking comedy club prices. And, um, yeah, it went pretty good. Nobody called my wife a whore, which was great. Uh, I had some woman... Some woman kept calling out. She kept calling out, and she wouldn't stop. And as I was wrapping up, I shut her down a few times and nicely. And as I was wrapping up, she was, she started calling out again. And I noticed that it looked like she had braces. Now you guys know I have braces on my teeth, so um, I said, you know, all right. I apologize, but I have to ask you: Do you have braces on your teeth? It looks like you have braces from here. And she said no. And then she smiled at me. She didn't have braces. She had the god awful grayest. <laughs> brown, black teeth I've ever seen in my life. So I, there's a lot of backpedaling getting out of that one. Well, you have a lovely smile. Anyway, so the shows went pretty well. Um, it was so great to see Allie Breen. Uh, this, is how, this is how much fun this gig was traveling with Allie was. We were, we were six, seven, eight, nine, ten. We probably logged in 12 hours in the car together. Not once did we turn on the radio. We just talked and had a good time and caught up and shit on other comics. And we ended up in these, like, we went, we stopped in Durango, Colorado was one of the cities we stopped in. We stopped in a place called Silverton, man. It was like taken out of a movie scene. It was like, it looked like all the buildings had to be built in like the 1800s. And it was, it was just great. We, we stopped off. We got some ice cream. We're taking pictures in front of the mountains. And I was like, we decided that we were on this like platonic honeymoon that newlyweds go on. So we dubbed it the platonic comedy honeymoon tour. Actually, we dubbed it the comedy honeymoon tour. And then when I posted about it on Instagram, people who don't follow the show were like, what, what happened? Did you get married? Where's Mary? What's going on with your wife? So I had to go back and call it the platonic comedy honeymoon tour. People don't have a sense of humor, man. I don't get it, but it turned out to be great. And it was great seeing Allie and she was hilarious. And I'm here for, I think I'm coming back to Los Angeles August 1st. Uh, oh, something. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm actually I'm going back to Los Angeles next weekend. So I'll be at the Hollywood Improv on Friday night. I'm flying in for that and possibly do a couple dates on Seth Meyers. And I'm waiting to hear back from the Ice House and the Comedy Magic Club to do some more. So if you're in town and want to come and hang out, it'd be nice to see some friendly faces over the next two weeks. Um, Gary Brightwell, comedian Gary Brightwell will be sitting in as host of the Road Stories podcast. So he's lining that up right now. He's recording with some Gary's great. He's hilarious. Like I said, he, when I do TV spots, he helps me write them out. Um, 
He helps me with regular jokes. We're trying to get stuff going together. He's a good guy. He's really funny. He knows everybody. So I'm hoping he's lining up some good guests. So Gary Brightwell will be guest hosting the podcast over the next two or three episodes. I'll be opening up the podcast with some New Mexico updates and any questions you guys have regarding new mexico feel free to send them to me and um remember i'm at murray v on twitter i'm murray v comedy on instagram like my murray valeriano facebook page uh, murray valeriano comedy facebook page you get all the updates and everything or just friend me on facebook who knows i reached the five thousand. i cancel a bunch of people Reach it again, cancel a bunch of people. Anyway, you guys, I'm keeping my sanity here in New Mexico. Feel free to tweet at me. Feel free to shoot me emails through my website or Facebook. Keep me entertained. Let me know if there's something in New Mexico I need to see. Um, I'm really excited for you guys to listen to my talk with Kira Saltanovich right here. Don't forget to check her out. Um, I think that's about it. So, so far, so good, New Mexico. I will check in with you guys next week. Um, thanks for listening. So I'm Do you want like, a song, like a theme song? Would you it's think? the Road Stories Podcast with Murray. Hey, it's the Road Stories Podcast. Yeah, with Murray. You are so regretting that when I put, burn that to an MP3 <laughs> and I post it on your Facebook page. <laughs> I will not regret okay. it. No regrets. It's coming. No regrets in life. <laughs> no regrets in life. Uh, this is Kira Saltanovich. Kira, how have you been? Oh, fantastic. Thanks for coming over and talking to me today. Do I get another water? You want another water? Um, yeah. Have a broken yeah. water. Okay. Uh, yeah. All right. Do you see All right. this empty? You know, for somebody as crunchy empty? and hippie as you are, you're contributing a lot to the landfill. Well, you got to pick and choose your oh, crunchiness. Okay, I see. I know. It's How hard. It's hard to be crunchy sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I actually... I'm sorry, sorry. This is not a good sound for microphone. What? Are you, are you the crackling of the neck? plastic. <laughs> Um, you know, like we don't do cloth diapers, Oh, <laughs> but there are those crunchy, crunchy moms that are like, I would never do that to the landfills. I'm like, ah, fuck it. I don't care. Uh, like I'm, I'm definitely a tree hugger, but then I, right. I have a line. I was flying up to the Bridgetown comedy festival, the Bridgetown comedy festival. And I was on the plane. Wait, I've done that, right? Portland? Yeah. yeah. Bridgetown's great in Portland. Yeah, it's I did my that favorite last festival. Year. I think I'm going to do it again this year. And I've missed the last couple of years. And I was flying up. It was like one in the afternoon. And I was having a scotch. Sure. Um, I was having a scotch. And the guy's like, next to me goes, wow, what do you do that you can drink scotch at one in the afternoon? I said, well, I'm a comedian. And I'm flying up to a festival. And I don't have a gig tonight. And I have a three-month-old. This was right after my son was born. I have a three-month-old. And I'm just relaxing. <laughs> just having a good time. Yeah. And I don't need your fucking third degree. Okay, dude? No, I didn't say that. You didn't say that last part. Um, you pussy. And he's like, oh, you have a, you have a, three, you have a three-month-old? I have a diaper company oh. that is environmentally friendly, so you don't you won't contribute to the landfills. I said, "Oh, that's cool." He's like, "I'd love to send you a case." Like, <laughs> I'd love to have a case. Of, oh no! I'd love to have a case of these environmentally because I I I've been a member of Greenpeace and WWF since I was like eighteen. I'm a vegetarian. I'm what does not, wrestling have to do with it? I've I've idolized Superfly Jimmy Snuka, man. He, he was very strong and saved the whales. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm like, so I, I'm like, yeah, sure. Here you can send them to the, my PO box, whatever. And and I gave him the address and all that. And like six months later, we get this box of environmentally friendly diapers. Was it a nightmare? A f- there is a landfill named after Murray Valeriano. <laughs> Because no. I was like, one look at those, and I looked at my wife, and she's like, no fucking way. And you threw them out? Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
You threw away? I threw them away. Wait a second. Were these cloth diapers? They were worse than cloth diapers. <laughs> they were. They, they had a, let me see if I can remember. They had a plastic outer coating. What? Yeah, it's like a, think of like a plastic, think of like a plastic uh, pull-up. Okay. Like a PP pull-up. Yeah. Um, with snaps in it. So you could snap in a cloth diaper. Oh. Like way too many steps. Yeah, no, that's like stupid. you lost me at snaps. Yeah. Like I'm not snapping anything. And then we just like You lost me at plastic. Yeah, we're like whoosh. and it probably wasn't plastic, it was probably some right, right, know, right. who knows, whatever some hippie made in Montana. But those were like in the front door, out the back. <laughs> like we had no and right to pampers. Yeah. Or huggies. That's, yeah, that's kind of you, you gotta. That's a given. Look. That's a given on anybody. Yeah, yeah. I watched a little bit of a video clip of a woman who her two years of garbage was fit in a mace, in a little jar. I saw that. Did you see that? Yes. It's bullshit. And then she's and then the woman's like, "Can she's I ask you lying. a few questions?" And she's like, "Sure." It's like, uh, "What do you do about salt? I make my own. What do you do about toothpaste? I make my own. What do you do about feminine products?" Menstrual cup. Out. <laughs> Done. Don't even. I, I stopped the video. I'm like, I don't want to hear any more. I don't even want those. I don't even. That, I don't want to hear those two words together. And I know that's not. I don't have anything to worry about. But that just. Have you seen the newest video on Facebook that's going around mm-hmm. where you can turn your sperm on and off? Oh yes, that's been in this. In this, yes, I've seen that. Come on. Are you going to put a switch in your dick? <laughs> no. <laughs> Are you going to put a light, like a, what, uh, who is going to put a light switch in their taint? You, you know what I'm going to do? The clapper. <laughs> Sperm on. Sperm off. Oh my God. I wish, wouldn't that be great if you could get an erection that fast? Uh, just clap for an erection. Count me down. I <laughs> <laughs> just clap. <laughs> Oh, as a comic, that'd be embarrassing for every applause every break. Applause, well, I don't have to worry about that. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right, we have to switch gears. What happened? I'm so sorry. You need to... Look, I'm a stallion. Well, and you need to take the reins all right, well, and horse whisper me. Right. Because I <laughs> I don't know where I'm going this with this analogy. This is getting really kind of hot. <laughs> <laughs> you told me one story one time about... Um, <laughs> I might Tell have made about, it. I might have made it up. Okay. Tell me about. <laughs> did you perform for a wedding one time? I've done a several, I've done several weddings. Okay. Which one was this? The one in the field. Oh, my friend's wedding. I don't know. Maybe it was like muddy. Oh my god! This is gonna sound so weird. I've done couple weddings in fields with mud. <laughs> <laughs> Who's you your mean agent? The one, you mean the one where the dog got into the mud and then jumped into the onto the bride and she had a muddy muddy wedding dress? Probably that's the one. Wait, did I ever tell you? I might have told. Did I ever tell you the gigs I did in Iowa? No. Oh, this is a good one. Yeah. Okay, so I did a bowling alley in Iowa. You traveled to Iowa to do a bowling alley. Look, to each his her own. <laughs> They All right, bowling alleys here. I know, but they weren't booking me. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know it was a bowling alley. Right, but it was in the middle of Iowa, and it was called Whitey's. That's already yeah a bad sign. Trouble. Did they um, know you're Jewish? Th- you know what they they asked where my horns were. <laughs> uh, I have had someone ask if they could see my horns. 
They yes. Met, they met your boobs. Yes. No. Really? In Utah. Really? Yes. yes. This kid. All right. Quick segue. Um, oh, I have a good one. <laughs> all right. Can I do this one? Sure. All right. I was in Utah. Oh. Yes. Um, and at first I thought maybe my marriage material wouldn't go over very well. But guess what? Yeah. They were all married. Yeah. I did a college in Utah and everybody there was married. In the college? The college kids, 18 years old, married. How many wives? Many. <laughs> many wives and uh, many men's. Many men's and wives. Many men's, okay. <clears throat> no, because they can't have sex until they're married. Oh, so they're getting married at like 12. So they're getting married. <laughs> yeah. They're like, yeah, fuck it, whatever. So I'll sign whatever you want to sign. Let's do it. Let's do it. I just want a blowjob. Right. Um, and then little do they know, they get married, and then those go oh, away. Bye-bye. So um, they asked me several times, you know, not to swear, not to curse. I said, don't worry, no problem. I don't need to do that in my act, so don't worry. Then I would, um, you know, check into my hotel, and there was a note in my hotel saying, welcome to, you know, whatever, whatever school. Right. In Utah, and uh, we just want to remind you, please, no cursing and no, you know, no foul language, and please keep it clean. There's a note in my hotel when I checked in. I was like, all right, I get it. Wow. Yes. Then I get a phone call from the student that's picking me up to take me to the school. Hey, how's it going? My name's Jebediah. I'm married. I'm 18. Uh, you know, I'm like, you know, the typical conversation you have. And... um uh, we're picking you up. Oh, I just want to remind you. And I said, if you remind me not to swear, I swear to God, whatever God you believe in, who found his chest of jewels underground, whatever. In a cave in, in Maine. In a cave. Um, I, you're going to really drive me crazy. Please. You don't have to remind me anymore. So uh, I was reminded a few more times. <laughs> I come into the campus, right? I get there. I start walking down the hallways to the venue, the little room we're going to do the stand-up in. And um, they have signs, you know, posters that they make up for the comedian that's coming into town. Sure. Advertising me. Kira Sultanabitch. <laughs> Does that say Sultanabitch? Sultanabitch. Sultanabitch. Bitch. Bitch. B-I-T-C-H? You guys have Google in your pockets. Every person in here has the universe in their crotch. <laughs> Nobody thought to maybe say, is this really her last name? And can we say it? We're not supposed yeah, exactly. to swear. Exactly. And they have it written everywhere. <laughs> they have it down every hallway. So come see Kira Soltana, bitch, tonight. So... I was fuming. I was so ready. You know, like when you go to a gig and you're and something happens, or they promise you something and it wasn't there, or they just it's a fucking just nightmare gig, and you just you get to the stage and you're like, I'm gonna unleash on these poor bastards. So I get up on stage and there's a huge Jesus, enormous Jesus, like awkwardly big. Really? Yeah. On stage? Yes, right in, right in front of me. So I can see this, in, like three stories high, this building, and it takes up the entire, like it's huge. Let me ask you this. Yes. As a Jew, did you want to kill him? It's already been done. Okay. 
Yeah. Okay, fine. I don't want to beat a horse, good, beat a dead horse. Good, good. <laughs> beat a dead messiah. Touche. Um, you know, and there's a huge Jesus, and I and the first thing I get up on stage is like, hey everybody, thanks for having me. My name's Kira Sultana bitch. Oh, I'm not allowed to swear. I'm so sorry. But that's my last name. Or is it? <laughs> or is it? Who made the posters? I want to see the person that made the posters. And this poor schmuck is sitting in the front row. And I looked at him and I said, do you have a smartphone? Or are you guys all like in 1987 here in Utah? He's like, whatever he said in his stupid 18-year-old face. How did he say it? And I go, okay, pull it up right now. I want you to Google just my first name. Right. Let's say you don't know. Like, let's say Sultanovich is just out of your realm of consonants and vowels. I get it. It's a hard last name. Just put in Kira and just type in stand-up or comedy or even, if I may, funny, <laughs> if I may be so bold, right. anything, and my name will come up. And I go, do it now. Now. Do it now. I said, do it now, you little bitch. <laughs> I can say bitch, since you guys have it written all over your hallways. And I used the word bitch throughout my entire set. The entire, after they asked me a hundred times not to swear, I was like, well, fuck it. You just gave me, you gave me the a green passport to Swearville. I'm high-fiving you right now. Thank you. Man, Sultana bitch. Yeah. That's got to suck. I was, so, I was, yeah, so that was, okay, you so that happened. You never told me that story. I never told you that one? Uh-uh. That was yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah, they were pissed. I bet. <laughs> they were really mad at me. <laughs> what was the other story you wanted to tell? So, um, I don't want to brag, uh-huh. but I'm at a place in my career mm-hmm. where I will work a bowling alley in Iowa and get paid dozens of dollars. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> dozens who's bragging now? Upon dozens. Um there's a bowling alley, and I can't remember the city. It's not Dubuque, but it's another one that doesn't matter. <laughs> um, actually, Dubuque is kind of a cute little town. I've never been, been there. To Dubuque. It's, it's kind of sweet. Uh, but it was outside of normal human parts of Iowa. Mm-hmm. It was scary. It was frightening. Okay. It was a frightening part. Uh, Whitey's bowling alley. I didn't know it was a bowling alley. What they did was genius, so smart. Um, you know where the pins are? All the way at the end of the lane. Of the lane. Yeah. They put a stage over there to cover where the pins are, right? To cover that area, they put a stage. Okay. Okay. Uh, but kept the lane so people are sitting a bowling lane away from the stage. So if you try to do any crowd work, you're basically screaming, like, where are you from? What do you do? <laughs> Are you guys married down a bowling lane? <laughs> like, so they couldn't sit? Cl- I don't know. I don't know why. Oh, let, I so, all right. Know. So, let me, so <clears throat> you got to stay where you would throw the ball. Okay. Is so, a stage. And that's yeah, where you know you, where the pins are? Yeah. Where the pins are. So, set they up. put like a little stage over there. And they sat everybody back by the, where, the return ball machine. Yes. <laughs> yes. First of all, I'm thinking that is a long stage. Because there's usually like 50 bowling lanes. No, no. They just covered only a few. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you walk over like from the back. So I'm basically walking like where, 
like in the olden times when the guy would be back there replacing the pins. That's where we're enter. That's our green room. Excuse me, sir. I'm doing a tight five. And <laughs> and there was a faulty. Even though everything was turned off, there was like one faulty pin thing that wasn't turned off. And every once in a while, it would just go crash like during your set and like reset bowling pins that were not there right. but it was so earnest it was like i'm just gonna do my job and i was just like nobody can fucking turn this thing off i'm already <laughs> in iowa at a bowling alley nobody can just throw me a bone here so i do the gig it's as you can imagine amazing oh i'm sure it went yeah, well I standing kill- ovation killed Kill and they did. They stood and then they all slipped because it's very slippery. The bowling lanes are There's very bowling slippery. lanes. It's greased up, and um, I'm just ready to get out of there. I'm just so ready to get out of there. And Whitey, the owner, oh, that's his name. Yes, he comes up in his guess. little Caucasian. Yeah. Oh, okay. Interesting. Wow. You're good. He comes up in his little like rascal. Oh. Let me guess. <laughs> Caucasian and fat. <laughs> You know what? He wasn't that fat. Really? Just lazy. I think just white. Just lazy. You know, just like kind of rednecky and just kind of, yeah. Or maybe he had something. Maybe, you know, muscular dystrophy. Whatever. He might have had something. <laughs> yeah, rickets. Fucking. Or just he just needed a place to display his rebel flag uh, bumper sticker. He d- actually, he did have. He of course did, he did. He did have one of those. So he comes bzzz, riding up in his little rascal. It's going, I'm not kidding you. 0.02 miles per hour. It's going backwards. That's how slow it is. I go, dude, what are you doing, you little rascal? Like, you can hear him 20 minutes away trying to get to you. He comes over and he goes, he, he kind of sounded like um, like uh, a mix between Barry Katz and Mitzi Shore. Oh, you know what I mean? He's like, geez. I want to pay you. <laughs> I go, I'd love to be paid. Um, are you going to steal it out of the strippers' money, like out of their belt, their little money belt? Oh, I forgot to mention there were strippers there. Wait, what? And they were dancing oh, wait, on, on the side. Yeah. Hold on. They hold on. <laughs> totally forgot. Hold on. You really glossed over a huge part of this story. Let's they back weren't it up. real strippers. Let, hold on. <laughs> hold on. Let's back this thing up. I'm so sorry. Let's back this thing up. I'm going at on one point, very little sleep. At one point... At what point are you on the stage and doing your set and Whitey comes to the strippers enter? No, no. Okay. So I'm so sorry. So the strippers aren't strippers. They're just these girls kind of like in this half like methed out kind of like a, you know, like a heroin lean. So they're just like kind of like leaning over, but they're in bikinis and they have fanny packs. So they're just kind of meandering around between fanny packs or like C-sections gone wrong. <laughs> I mean, t- truth be told, colostomy bag <laughs> where you can put a dollar bill. <laughs> so they're just kind of like swaying to no music, by the way, mm-hmm. to no music, but they're just swaying and walking between customers and like putting like dollars in their fanny packs. So, or, or their colostomy. So they were not strippers per se. They were half homeless drunken women who probably lived um, underground with Whitey with Whitey probably. Yeah. So um, he's like, I have your money. And I go, great, Whitey. I'm ready to be paid. 
but you have to come with me to the office. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, that's going to take forever. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I go, all right, let's go. And I'm walking. He goes, no, get on board. And I had to. <laughs> I had to. So I, I, I was like, where do you want me to stand? He goes, pats his lap. Ugh. Get on. And I go, oh, Whitey. Uh, no, I'm, I'm heavy. I'm a big girl. I'm very, I'm like a sack of cement. You know, I'm like, I'm, you know, that's going to hurt whatever cerebral palsy you already have or whatever's happening. Like, please don't make me do that. He's like, get on. I had to sit on Whitey's lap. <laughs> his office was probably 500 feet away. Sure. It took us Three days. <laughs> he was running that little rascal on like double A batteries. It was meanwhile, terrible. Meanwhile, the non strippers with the colostomy bags are like, how come she gets the ride on, on how come she gets the ride on on Whitey's? Because my stomach doesn't leak. <laughs> Um, is that my problem? Is it, it leaking again? It was. Gladys, is it leaking? So dreadful. And as you can imagine, we come into his office and it looks like a pawn shop. Like there are a trillion little gadgets and trinkets and weird, like bizarre. It's just a garage sale. Sure. For, Guitars for, on the wall. For racists. It's just <laughs> awful, awful, awful. And I'm sitting there and he goes and he bends down in his little rascal into the safe. And I go, dude, you're giving me like a couple hundred bucks. Like in the safe, really? C- come on. I will at this point take like an Applebee's gift card if I could just leave. Right. Like just get out of here. And he goes, he gets my money. And he goes, I'll take you back. I go, no, no, I got it. I got it. I got it. Thank you so much. I put money in my pocket. I was out of there so fast. I ran. I ran for my life because then I realized these like really scary kind of meth head guys, they stand there knowing that the comic just got paid cash. Oh. And you see them like totally strung out, just this crazy glaze in their eyes. And I was like, fuck. I never ever before in my comedy career thought I might get robbed. Right. Except for at Whitey's Bowling Alley in the middle of Iowa. <laughs> Oh, I feel bad for those strippers with the bags. Nah, they're making out like bandits. Are you kidding me? <laughs> okay. It's Iowa. You just need a couple hundred bucks a week. You're fine. You want to know about life on the road? It's Sue's Tacos, Angry Dwarf, Strippers Waving Guns, and Bees, Fights, Cancel Flights, Running with the Runs, Blacklists, Bounce Checks, Great, and Bachelorette. Drunks in the front, making out for your set. And middle acts doing blow more missing merch. And drive the rental car past another mega church. And juice keys, vagina fists, your cell phone is gone. One big law and order marathon.